Welcome to Slingstones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey. Proudly brought to you by Healing Care Ministries. Now here's your host, Terry Wardle. So recently something came to mind, gosh, that happened over 54 years ago. That's a long time, isn't it? And it happened, I think, because my high school graduating class is going to be celebrating its 51st reunion. We didn't do a 50th because of COVID, but they're putting together one for this fall that would be actually 51 years. And I've begun to get some contact from people from my past that long ago, people that were important to me back then that I went to high school with. A couple of contacted me on Facebook. For a long time, I must admit that I didn't do much with my Facebook account. I actually had a member of my staff that would be posting things. But in the last year or so, year and a half, I've begun to put little things on myself. And because of that, I think some of my friends that, boy, I haven't had any relationship with for a long, long time, have begun to contact me. And I've been surprised that it's been really neat. I'm really happy. I don't know whether I'll be able to get to my 50th reunion. I hope I do. But it's been really good. And as I began to think about these relationships that were so important to me when I was in high school, I decided to connect with one particular person. He grew up in Finleyville, where I grew up, and he really had an impact on me when I was a sophomore in high school. He was a senior, and he really paid some attention to me, and it made it made a difference. Now, let me tell you something about my high school. I went to a school called Monongahela High School. Now it's part of what's known as the Rust Belt, a series of towns that are positioned right on the Monongahela River where coal mining and steel was the way that most fathers made their living. The school was in the town of Monongahela, which we all knew as Mon City. It was an integrated school, and most everybody there had parents that were steel workers, coal miners, and these were hard-working people. And to some degree, they lived hard lives. They were loyal, loyal to one another. But they were also fairly full of opinions, whether that opinion was informed or otherwise, which I guess people that hang out with me would say, well, you've picked up that trait well. Anyhow, on a hill in this city called Mon City, Monongahela, was our high school, Monongahela High School. And it sat up on the hill, and there was a woods that you would have to traverse up a long ramp to get up to the school itself. And there was a ramp. And when the buses would come, they'd let you off down at the bottom of the hill on one of the main streets of Monongahela. And then you had to walk up that ramp to get to school. And do you know that early in the year, when the sophomores were now going to join, uh, it was a school that had sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Walking up that ramp was a bit of a gauntlet. Uh, these people could be uh, a bit brutal with one another. And when new young guys were walking up that hill, the older guys would, well, kind of harass them a little bit, make fun of them. And I know that most of us that were moving there as sophomores would be a bit... Um, I've been intimidated at first by that. So that brings me to this guy. He was a senior. I was a sophomore. And I need to tell you that he may have been 
hands down, one of the coolest guys in the whole school. His name was Larry, Larry Vera. And uh, this was a case where he didn't have to work at being cool. He was simply cool. Dark eyes, dark hair, nice guy, hung out with the coolest of the cool and some of the tougher guys. And he had what I would have called Hollywood good looks. As a matter of fact, recently as I began to do some research to find out about him, turns out he ended up in a couple movies, and he's known for that. Well, here's the point. He befriended me. He did. Here I am, this tall, skinny, gawky guy that's now beginning to go to school. I couldn't say that I had a whole lot of cool with me. And yet Larry became my friend. As a matter of fact, he wrote, I think I can still find it, on his senior picture to me, and he referred to me as one of the original buds. We all had a kind of a special handshake, and it really made me feel good. And because I was his friend, or no, I should say it this way, because he befriended me, it gave me some social capital. So I, as I remember it, was able to be known by some of the really cool kids that he knew and some of the tough guys that didn't end up uh, grabbing me on the ramp as I went forward. And he was just friendly with me, and I appreciated it. There were a few times that year, he being a senior, me a sophomore, he'd come by the house and pick me up and we'd go out for the evening, or we, I remember we connected up at the Finleyville Fair, and, uh, which was a fireman's fair, hang out a little bit together. And I remember one thing that was, came to mind as I was thinking about him, and that was that uh, on this one evening, we, he picked me up and we went up to Monongahela to drive around and see what we could do. And he decided he wanted to stop at uh, this particular girl's house that he was friends with, which I thought was okay. And as we prepared to go in, he said, I know this would be fun. Let's pretend like you can't talk. I go, what? He said, yeah, we'll go in and we'll just pretend like you can't talk. Well, I didn't think anything more of it. I guess that would have been a good idea. So we went in, and um, <laughs> Larry was talking to this very lovely person, and uh, she turned to ask me a question, and I knew not to say anything because that was the game we were playing. And he said, oh, he's okay. He, he just can't talk. She kind of looked puzzled about the whole thing, but then didn't talk to me and spent the rest of that time chatting with Larry. And they had a great time as I sat over there uh, not saying a word. And I look back at that recently after these 50-plus years laughing. I'm sure she was smarter uh, than we gave her. Um, I'm sure she knew that was all just a ruse. Or maybe it was just Larry wanting me to keep my mouth shut so that he could have a nice time with this very nice girl. Well, he graduated. I had two more years. We connected once in a while, see each other in Finleyville. Always liked him, just liked him. Um, I think he went on to work construction, which also is something I ended up doing for a number of years. And um, you know how relationships go back then. You just don't connect with each other anymore. I went my way. He went his. I ended up going to college and graduate school. Never went back to Finleyville to live. Ended up a career over 50 years in five different states and different universities and just never got back together again. But I always remembered him and was very grateful for the fact that he befriended me. I thought about him. He was really something special, and I was always amazed that someone that cool 
would have chosen to be my friend, and he did at that time, though that friendship never stayed connected over the years. So recently, not that long ago, I decided, you know what? I'm starting to learn how to do a few things on Google and do a few things on Facebook, so I think I'm going to try to reconnect with Larry. And so I started to do a search, and I find out that he passed, gosh, maybe a dozen or more years ago. And when I learned that, I was genuinely sad. For several reasons, which I'll mention a little bit later, I, wow, even across all this time, the fact to know that he had gone on, it it bothered me. I don't really know his wife. I'm sure she has no idea who I am. But be that as may, I was uh, deeply touched, and it caused me to even remember more what kind of guy Larry Vera was. Now, you're probably asking the question, what's the point here besides me reminiscing? Well, there is a point. His act of kindness it impacted me for over half a century. Do you hear that? Over half a century. His act of kindness of just befriending me and treating me with dignity and bringing me in to a circle of people. It may have been small, but it lasted. I'm disappointed that the years didn't give opportunity for me to say something to him about that, but as I was reflecting, I realized that he went out of his way. He did something that might have seemed natural, and yet it's been important to me for a long, long time. You know, that's the principle that I think we need to think about here today. Small things, small acts, they can last across time. Even when we're not noticing the degree to which it's impacting others. I'm not sure Larry ever knew that I took note of the attention he gave. You know, several times in the writings of Paul, particularly in First and Second Timothy, he basically says, don't get tired of doing good. Don't get tired of doing good. And what I thought about is that when you do something good, it doesn't even have to be big. It can last a long, long time in a person's life. That's what happened to me in this case and many, many other cases of people that I could bring up. I was in church today, actually in Cornerstone, Boulder. And they're having a uh, special ministry that's called Do Good, Feel Good. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. I'm writing this podcast about the impact one small act a relationship has had on me through Larry, Vera. And here they are reminding me that, yeah, see, you do something good that doesn't even cost you. You not only feel good, but it has an impact across time. Teresa of Lisieux was a young nun wanting to know how she could have a great impact in the world and she heard Jesus say, just do small things with great love. Do small things with great love. Now, <clears throat> I, I want to say a couple of things right now, and that is this. I hope I don't wait too long 
when a memory comes up of someone that did something small for me, and yet I've carried it in my heart for half a century, to actually go back and connect with them and say thanks. It made a difference. They may not even know what I'm talking about, but I will. But the other thing is, I think it's important for us to look at opportunities right now, to say the good word, to make the phone call, to go over and ask somebody how they're doing, to go a little bit out of your way. Not because you want to be remembered 50 years from now, but it can be a seed in their own life of something good that they can carry. You know, there are many, many people that I am sure would think in one way or another about this man named Larry Vera, and I don't know much about who his friendship base was after he left high school or all that he had done, but I'm sure there are many people that would mark him as important to them. And I, now I add my name to the list, and if there's some way between here and eternity, I hope he hears that. But it also is a good reminder that what we do matters. How we relate to other people can make a difference. It plants seeds. And one of the things that scripture is crystal clear about is that seeds grow. So how about this? Two things. Why don't you follow the admonition that Paul wrote in First and Second Timothy? Don't forget to do good. And here's two goods that you can do. Say thanks to somebody who's done something special for you. I'll do the same. And also, look for an opportunity to plant a good seed. Who knows, 50 years from now, they may be mentioning your name on whatever podcasts are like in 50 years and being able to say that you made a difference. May you do it all in the name of Jesus. Jesus.